Hey, before we get into the podcast today, I uh, just wanted to remind you that you can be a member of Cinema Sins at Patreon. Join the Sin Club, I think mm. is uh, what we're saying now. Join the Sin Club. Mm. Uh, and there's lots of fun reasons to do that. Among them, the idea that you get even more bonus podcast amazingness every month, uh, both the Sincast podcast, as well as Behind the Sins podcast, talk about a certain topic picked by you. Uh, one of the members, and uh, and that comes right into your own personalized podcast feed. Lots of other fun stuff comes with being a member of the Sin Club, so go check it out at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash cinemasins, and you can check out all, all the details there. Um, Aaron, this movie has gone over the, the... This movie has been done before. It was called Highlander. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by a whole bevy of people to review <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Joined by Barrett Share from CinemaSins and Music Yo. Video Sins. Joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Joined by Aaron Dicer. Hadley host in Arenos. Today we're going to be uh, reviewing or doing a mini pod of The Old Guard. Mini pod. Yeah. Mini pod. I, don't, I can't think of anything <laughs> clever. <laughs> Movie that uh, came out on Netflix. And was this supposed to come out as well on our, on our theatrical? No, I believe this was always a Netflix movie. This was always a Netflix movie. Uh, starring Charlize Theron uh, and directed by Gina Prince Blythewood. Um, um, uh, how, how, where do we start on this one, huh? Where do we start on this? Yeah, it's interesting that Gina Prince Blythewood directed this, right? Because this is uh, Love and Basketball, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, oh, what was the last one she did? Like Beyond the Mic, something. Beyond the Lights. Beyond the Lights, uh, which are two very, very uh, actually good films, but they're very, very different than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, In that they're good. Oh, wait. Did I spoil that already? <laughs> I think I Barrett's, Barrett's champing at the bit. So I think we yeah, should. Yeah, why, uh, why don't we let Barrett start this off? Because he's angry. He's angry about this. <laughs> All right. You tell me, motherfuckers. This thing has a 6.7. I didn't mean you, motherfuckers. I meant the mm-hmm. listeners. The motherfuckers oh, yeah. out well, in the universe. Listeners who are motherfuckers. This has a 6.7 IMDb score. It's not classic, but it's good. It has 82% aggregate Rotten Tomatoes score. Fucking hated this movie. <laughs> I don't understand. And I, I, it's not like Uncut Gems, where I hated that movie, but I understood why people like that movie. I don't understand how people like this movie. And, and there are good things to it. I'm not saying that there's not good things to it, but it was just as generic as anything you'd see on Netflix, just flipping through, you know, your your browsing section, it was sometimes exactly like Extraction. It was sometimes exactly like, you know, some TV movie of the week. I don't understand the love for this movie. Someone please explain it to me. No, you know, you're. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not quite down in the depths that you are, but I will say I'm really, really tired of seeing this movie. I feel like I've seen this movie. 300 times in the last 10 years. This is that generic, like post MCU franchise starter type film. And 
origin story, whatever you want to call it. And it's just, it, there's, there's, I mean, there are good things in it and I'm sure we'll talk about those, but just overall, the overall movie is just so tired. I, there was just nothing there that I felt was new or different enough to, uh, recommend this Mm. on any level. Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Chris, you want to go first? You want me to go? Uh, you got, you go ahead. You go ahead. I love this movie. I, I absolutely had a wonderful time with this movie. Uh, I am more than willing to admit some stupidity in this movie. However, uh, I cannot believe we saw the same movie if you're talking about having seen this a million times. There is so much in this movie I've never seen before. No. Um, Oh, come on. It's guys with guns and fucking... You probably wondering wondering how I got here and fucking shit like that. No, it's yeah. fucking... I think you're, I think it. I think it depends on what you're choosing to focus on. I mean, guys with guns that could describe in you know Inception. Like, I mean, guys with guns is. Well, I said you know, gods with guns, but still. Oh, gods with guns. Yeah, it's it's basically the same fucking thing. Uh, it's, I, it's Captain I Iron seen, Man four. I I have not seen a movie internalize the idea of uh, this in the way that I felt it reading. Uh, do you remember the book Tuck Everlasting? Yeah. Uh, that the everybody had to read when they were growing up in school. There was a real feeling in that uh, of, you know, the, the, the solemnity and forlornness of eternal life. You know, this idea that, you know, that it's not all it's cracked up to be. I don't think I've seen it dug into in this uh, specific a way and uh, in, in felt it so authentically through the characters, uh, through their relationships, uh, through what they're doing. I just, this is a, this is a movie, if nothing else, that builds a world I'm interested in, lays out the rules for that world, the ones that it wants to lay out, and then sticks to those rules. And for me, that's success. Like, you know, because so many movies aren't even able to do that. I also like that the movie doesn't absolutely have to give you all the answers. It leaves some some stuff in mystery, which a lot of movies aren't great at too. They want to tell you, you know, all they either over-explain or under-explain. And I think this movie explains pretty at the right level for me to really get involved in the world building that's going on here. So I think I was just in. Like I just yeah, really enjoyed the world building it's, and it's setting up it's setting up for future movies if they get made. And that's well, what I, every I think could, fucking IP has done for the last 10 years. Yeah, but this is but this isn't IP yet. It's it's becoming No, it IP. absolutely is. It's based on graphic novels. Well, uh, it's sure, sure, 100% sure. IP. <laughs> sure. Well, this Bloodshot's a great thing to bring up because I think this movie does everything right that Bloodshot did wrong. Like I, I think there's there's a an element of respect it's giving to its characters that Bloodshot doesn't have there's an element of understanding what makes its world interesting that bloodshot doesn't have so i i think there's i i don't know i i really was on board with this movie so um aaron this movie has gone over the the, this movie has been done before it was called highlander Uh, (laughs) fair enough saw the mundanity of life through fair enough through uh christopher lambert uh, in that movie, and then through the three or four sequels and the TV series, this movie was um, missing Christopher Lambert. That's a good point. I, I think was, that's what this movie was, was missing. Um, I will tell you when we get to spoilers, there are a few scenes I do want to bring up of things I've never seen before, but I don't want to do them here. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see what you're saying about this. I think I disliked this movie for different reasons than Barrett and Jonathan dislike it, and it all comes down to what the plot of this movie is, and we'll get into 
the uh, the spoilers of it. But the plot of this movie is something that I I was not down with. Like at first, I was like, I can kind of get into this. I'm like kind of like enjoying this, and then it got into its plot and its main yep. reason for being. And yep. I was like, eh, yeah, not not for this though. Not mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's what ended up being my, the Achilles heel for me, uh, watching this movie. Um, so yeah, I, I, I may not hate it as much as Barrett. I may be right along the lines of where Jonathan is on disliking it. I'm certainly not in love with it, but, um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of do want to get into spoilers uh, on this one as soon as I can, but, uh, I'm going to give this one a C plus. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go C minus. Um, I, um, it's not quite in that D area because I do think it's, you know, it's a watchable movie for the most part. Um, the acting is fine. Like I love Charlize. I, I like her in this role. Um, I had never seen, um, who's the actress that plays, uh, Kiki Lane? yeah, Kiki Lane. Who's in, uh, yeah. Bill, Bill street could talk. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, she's great. Um, I, I, and, uh, and there were these like, and this is what, when I skimmed some reviews of this movie, I found that what most people were talking about was kind of the smaller moments of the movie, like the introspective moments. And some of those I liked, but, um, but yeah, just overall, I just felt the whole thing was kind of a waste. And um, like I said, I just, it just felt like at this point, this shouldn't be a movie coming out in 2020. That was, mm. it felt like a movie that should have come out like in 2010. Mm. Aaron? Uh, a minus. I think I'm right around an A minus. <sighs> Look at Barrett's disgust and that middle finger coming up. <laughs> Look, I mean, you knew I was going to be the ray of sunshine, hey, right? What did like you this, give I'm six playing my role here. <laughs> what did you give Six Underground, Aaron? Uh, six Underground is a completely different story. Six Underground is an <laughs> awful movie that I just happened to enjoy watching uh, on my big screen TV. So that uh, was gave it an A. a. <laughs> no, I did not. I certainly did not. I think I gave Six this Underground movie's a terrible. A. <laughs> no, I gave it a C plus. I'm gonna I don't go ahead. Be, and, I don't want to be too mean to Six yeah. Underground, but I'm gonna give it an A minus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not spoilery. I'm going to tell you just a, a couple things that I liked about this movie and then why I'm giving it a D plus is because there's one relationship in this movie that rings so authentic mm-hmm. uh, that yep. it almost saved the movie for me, but they wasted it. There's also a she will tell edgy for that shows up in this movie and they oh. fucking waste him too. I have so much to say about that. Character. So because of the wasted characters and the wasted potential I think it's even worse of a grade. So I think it's a D for me. Otherwise, it would have been right in the C range because, like you said, it is not unwatchable. Uh, It does, for all the holes that it has in the plot, it does have a plot. It's got Charlize, who always brings it. And when she kicks ass, that's awesome. But for the wasted potential here, fuck this movie. (laughs) If they do do a sequel, though, I'll totally watch it. Um, I think there's potential here for something. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get into spoilers. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. No spoilers! 
Kevin shit. Spacey is Kaiser Sose. He's Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the She's daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Sort of went into this not knowing any. I didn't see any trailers for this or anything. Somebody mm. just said, "Hey, watch Old Guard," and I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And um, and so I did not know that this was about uh, a bunch of Highlanders, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the thing about uh, this movie, I was re- alluding to it in non-spoilers. I just, I don't like the plot of the scientist who has figured out that there are immortals and they he wants to create and synthesize his own shit. And that is what the entire plot of this movie is. Um, and, and we don't get to see these people kicking ass in their own element and like let's just make this another adventure guys if it was just another adventure in the long uh you know running uh you know um uh, moments of their lives and it's just oh they have to save the children or whatever that got kidnapped which we find out wah wah kid children weren't kidnapped after all um it, it might have been like somewhat decent if they were actually going through uh, like that adventure and everything. But instead, no, it's Chiwetel Ejiofor uh, has been hired by this scientist guy. He's like Chiwetel Ejiofor basically plays the, what the reporter from the Hulk, right? Uh, the, the, yeah. the, the guy who's like, he knows he's seen pictures. I don't know how he started this research and uh, where he began. <laughs> like that's, that's the thing that I always wanted. He's got a computer. He also, he changes his feet. Like he changes his beliefs and his reasoning like five times in the movie. Like he kind of becomes that character, whatever the movie needs him to be mm-hmm. in that moment in time. That's why I hated that character. He gives a really good performance just because he's always awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just such a poorly written character. But anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. The, um, I, I always, I'm always fascinated when I see, uh, bulletin boards full of like <laughs> newspaper articles and pictures and everything. I'm like, where did this start, man? Where were you? When were you the first time you were like, I think there's some motherfuckers who are mortal out there. Like, when <laughs> were you? When and was that? Goes back to like 1915 too. So like, yeah, I know photography wasn't around much before that, but like stories, newspaper clippings, anything like that. No, it only goes back that far. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, and, and so I was just kind of like, man, if it, if it had been almost any other story than the one that they came up with, I was, I would have been, a, I might've been a B plus a minus type movie for me, but not this time. It was, and, it, and it's, and that mo- and everything about that plot just completely drags it down for me. And here's the thing I'll fault to, this is a great point to jump off on that. I don't want to criticize the movie for what it's not, but this movie fucking introduces the pos- a woman who has been buried at the bottom of the goddamn ocean for 500 years. Yeah. That is your villain. Like dying and coming who, back, dying and coming back, dying oh, and coming like, back. Can you imagine how batshit insane that person would? I mean, that that like that's where I thought it was going, and then it just goes to no, it's going to be Dudley from Harry Potter. Yeah, it's going to be the fucking pharma, bro. <laughs> tell me, tell me who's the difference. Between what's the difference between the pharma bro in this and fucking Guy Pierce and Bloodshot? 
You can't. It's the same <laughs> no. fucking character. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. One has and a hoodie. A One has a hoodie on the back of his weird fucking blazer. Yeah, and there is like the most obvious stinger ever uh, pops up where you do see that that woman is back, and I'm sure that's what the next movie would be about. But but now she's like all made up and looks like she just got off an L fashion shoot or something. Like like I want the I want the mad crazy 500 year old witch. <laughs> coming out of the water yeah all like uh cara delavine in, uh, in uh, suicide squad <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh um, i i agree 100 percent with everything said about the villain in this movie he's awful he is mm. easily the worst part of this movie uh and because the movie is ostensibly about that plot like that's the st- structure of our plot is he's trying to catch them they're trying to escape him uh, I can understand completely uh, how that would fall apart, you know, for you, because that plot is nothing to me. I'm just here to tell you that plot was secondary to me watching this movie. The the movie that I watched and enjoyed was about this family, was about this, the, the relationships between these people, the depth of those relationships. It was about uh, a new birth. It was about Kiki's character and trying to figure out what this was about. I thought the exposition in this movie was handled extremely well um, because of that, because we were able to see those conversations. That conversation, we are in spoilers, right? I, mm-hmm, I didn't miss mm-hmm, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That conversation in the plane, that whole scene was perfect for me. I loved the way they talked to each other. I love that Kiki's character didn't just buy in immediately, but you know, tried her best to take care of it. I love the interaction with the pilot, how it was solved. I love that fight scene. I love their conversation about God, about, oh, you still still believe in God, huh? Like that, that was really interesting to me because it, there's this theme of mystery in this movie that I don't often see in movies like this where it's about, yeah, um, I've been around 2,000 years and I still don't have it all figured out. Like I'm not invincible. I'm not omniscient um, is the better way to say that I'm not omniscient. I've just been around 2000 years. So I I'm more mature. I have, you know, a lot more knowledge than you do, but I still don't understand why we lose our abilities at some point. Like that's never explained. There's no real reason given for that. And so there's, there's really kind of this beautiful idea of, um, the, uh, the extension of what humanity really is that I find in that family of characters. And I just really felt it. So for me, I was so focused in on that, that I was able just to kind of throw away <laughs> the entire that's plot like, of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's like five minutes of the movie. I it's mean, not, though. Not it's really not. Good. I'm telling you, it's really it not. If you go back so and watch this movie with the perspective no, of watching that group of people, hang out and like there are scenes throughout you mentioned the uh the the uh love scene i'm not love scene that makes it sound like a sex scene but the the proclamation of love that happens when the those two characters are trapped yeah one of the most incredible proclamations of love i have ever seen in a movie bar none and it's made even better by the fact that it's uh that it's a gay couple that's making it like it's 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 one of those things where it says something about toxic masculinity that movies have tried to say forever and it just captures it, you know, because I, there's there's an idea going on in that scene that most movies aren't brave enough to do where it's like the thing the guy does is something that's very common. That whole like, um, what is it, your boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's not I hate gays. It's just, you know, just kind of an offhanded joke, toxic masculinity thing. 
And because that's the incitement uh, to that that speech, I just think makes it even all the better. I just I nope. love that scene, and I loved a lot of those scenes. No, that was a, that was a nice scene, but it was a little overwritten. But it, it was a nice scene. I I liked how the um, I liked how the guards actually reacted to him too. I thought that was interesting, like the way they chose to go about that. No, that was a cool. Scene. Actually, my favorite little bit was right after that when they get to the airport and they open the doors and they've killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, the, it's just not even not even reference. It's just yeah, they walk off. Yeah, and then they're just like, "Hey, you guys, you guys want to take the the restraints off? Any chance? You know, it's just like the way they're having that conversation. And then they get on the they get on the plane and the guy's like, "Hey, Joe, they got TV." Yeah, <laughs> you know, just little like at that moment, I was like, okay, this is fun, but I, uh, like I said, it, but it's like little bits here and there, but it ends up being like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And it's a two hour movie. I mean, there's a lot of, there's like an hour well, and 40 minutes of too. garbage. Am, am I the only one that enjoyed the action? I thought the action uh, was no, well I, shot. I mean, the action was pretty generic. I didn't think it was anything interesting. It, it, it was, it, it was better. It wasn't atrocious. Like, yeah. like no, the, it wasn't atrocious. Yeah, like you could sort of see what was going on and everything. Uh, but there wasn't anything in there that made me jump out of my seat or, or you know, went like, oh, yeah, man, that was really well done or anything Yeah, I don't like think that. there's going to be a moment from that movie that I take, like an action moment, like I do, like from like, say, Extraction, you know, where you have that big action scene. I don't, I don't think there's a moment like that in this. And I also don't think this mo- movie is too concerned with the action like Aaron is saying. But it still tries to be, but at the same time, it still has to, it kind of forces itself to be that movie because they're setting up all this, so much plot. Okay. Um, Can I I ask another question about Niall? So many things I don't get about Niall. I like her performance, by the way. I think it's from start to finish. That scene where they're going into the raid, where she's like, keep it respectful and everything. And very realistic, very cool. Okay, everything after that, uh, I don't like because <laughs> she's okay. So she's cut in the neck. They stitch her up, and then they take it off, and there's nothing there. She is thereby shunned from her entire fucking yep. platoon just I for having a mark that healed that they know nothing about. They don't know how deep that shit is. They I don't know like what they were using for it. Uh, like, but but she is ostracized uh, yeah. immediately. I hated this too. Uh, the, 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 in Highlander, it made sense because they're, you know, they're in a, uh, uh, like a, you know, far away go time when they believe in witches and fairies and, you know, yeah, goblins yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, and so when he dies and comes back to life, people are like, oh, he's like the fucking devil. Right. And now we're in the modern times. And if I had a friend who like got sliced in the throat and came back, I would be like, I would be like, Oh, I'm so happy that you're back. And like, and like, Holy shit, you must be a superhero. Can I be your best friend? There's so many things that I would say out of love to that person, but, but not these people. They're all like, Oh my God. She survived that. They're packing that her bags. Be a and witch. Shit. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, okay. And even even with that said, then once Charlize captures her, she tests this theory out by blowing her in the fucking the back of the bed, the the head, the bed, the head, the head bed, and then she she hits her in the head, and uh, she seriously said, "We don't know when our powers can go." <laughs> She they yeah. bring that up though. Yeah. She, she says, says you're too. Like, yeah, okay, they she's new. manufacture a rule later. Yeah. 
that where she's like, if you know that I could die, then how could you do that? Well, people who are young, it doesn't really happen to them. Even those they've got a sample size of like seven people. (laughs) (laughs) And one is buried at the bottom of the ocean. As far as they know, may or may not be alive. Yeah. Oh my God. No, this is where plot informs character and character is is not believable but what if the plot screws the whole fucking thing up man but what if what if that is a statement uh about charlie's character's disregard for the idea of life and death anyway like if niles hadn't come back are we to assume charlie's would be upset about that like yes, what if that she went is... all the way over to fucking afghanistan no, to go get I, her I, I think there's an element to that character. I, I think that actually is character development in what I'm talking about of the authenticity of this world, of the idea that life and death means nothing to them. In fact, for them, many times, death would be preferable. They understand even more than ever that you know death isn't you know always a bad thing. It could be a good thing. Um, so I you know there there is an element of nonchalance about shooting her in the head that I think is character development. And yes, they do manufacture an idea that she probably knew she was coming back, but I, I do think that's a, you know, a, a character beat. That oh. is true. There's a lot of discussion in this movie about how um, it seems like she's brought up the idea that maybe we should end all of this. Maybe it's not natural for us to be, well, of course it's not natural, but maybe it's not good for us to be uh, living this long, uh, you know, across millennia and everything. Uh that's the re- that's the how how Booker sort of uh, you know uh, uh, justifies his actions when he betrays them and everything uh, is that you know well maybe he can find a way to end this isn't this something that you've been looking for this whole time um, so there is a part of that in there but um, but yeah I don't know what to feel about that scene really <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean you know I really do think you know it, like with many things it's a matter of perspective right and we all come to it with different lenses different histories different ideas uh this is this is the beauty of what we do is that Barrett can hate something and I can love something in another movie I can hate and Barrett can love you know like it's you know that's mm-hmm. kind of the beauty of of this whole thing Seems is we like all it see through different often. eyes yeah. And yes. Very in like, general. In Aaron general, can, like, it is the rarity of a movie and given an A minus. You know? It is the rarity <laughs> yeah. uh, when Barrett and I are on the same page about a movie. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. I agree. You both liked Midsummer. We yeah. did. We both yeah. liked Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> it's the only one that exists. That's, that's maybe only... Mission Impossible sequels. <laughs> yeah, right. Aaron's the only one that I know that puts a put out puts out a ten worst, and it somehow overlaps his ten best. <laughs> um. <laughs> Listen, my bell curve is sound. I check my bell curve on my ratings every year. It's sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, I believe you. I believe you. Um, what else to say about this movie, really? I don't know. I'm I'm echoing uh, Jonathan's comment about seeing this a million times. I got fucking um, Viper Venom confused with this, like all the lab stuff at the end, all them tied down to the beds, not even like struggling. They're just like, oh, well, well I guess we're screwed. It's been 2000 years for me, but it's been, you know, only 150 years for me. But OK. And then, uh, you know, her coming in and saving the day, like Mission Impossible stuff like there's just there's so many movies crammed into one and i swear to god if i see happen in extraction again the the how did i get here type of thing with the narration in a mm-hmm. movie that's trying purporting to be better 
It's going to drive me fucking insane. Don't they know better at this point? Or is it it demanded from the studio? This movie would be so much better too, without that at the beginning, because that's supposed to be a big reveal, you know, like extraction, right? Yeah. That's supposed to be a big reveal. And the, the, and the reason why that's done a lot of times is because they know they have about 10 to 15 minutes of bullshit that people aren't, they're not sure that it's going to wrap people up, uh, uh, quickly. And then people will walk out when it's boring or whatever. But like in this one, they got into the action pretty quickly. So I don't know why they decided to do that this time. Uh, At least where... they wrap it up in the first 10 minutes, though. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, they're, it's not something like Extraction where it's the very last scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's almost even more pointless, though, right? Because yeah. they started no, I off. I agree. Yeah, they started off and then like immediately like, oh, by yeah. the way, this is what this was yeah. about. Like, I agree. It's 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 more pointless, but probably less painful. It's more painful when they do it like extraction and you just you ruin all the tension of the entire movie. But it mm-hmm. is more pointless when they do it that quickly. Now, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would like to talk about Niles. Is it Niles or Nile? I can't remember. It's well, it's interesting because the main character in Palm Springs is Niles. So I was getting confused, too. Oh, but... That's funny. <laughs> this is just uh, Nile. So Nile at the end when she does go like and I like that little bit, too, where she figures out that one of them has been betraying them the whole time. And I mean, that was kind of a nice moment and it made sense why she would get involved again in it. But she seemed to have really mastered like a lot of stuff about her because <laughs> they don't really have abilities. Right. They can just live Correct. like they don't right. they're not stronger. They're not. Mm-hmm. You know, but like she gets like she takes like a bunch of bullets to the chest and then just I guess she just knows that she's going to get back up in like three seconds. You know, yeah, I think that's all right. she's a Marine and, you know, she's been on raids and stuff like that. That all I makes guess, sense. But I mean, me. I don't know. It's just like and I never could figure out like because I mean, and I thought it was more of a process of like they had to reheal a little bit before they just jumped right back up. But she's just like she's like playing dead, basically. I don't know. Th- that mm-hmm. whole thing was just kind of kind of bizarre speaking of playing dead that's what they use at the end right that's the little trick at the end mm-hmm. with the, yeah do you speak mm-hmm. russian yeah do you speak russian yeah um and yeah because they, they had to like like oh my god that's another thing like they had to like they got like outmaneuvered by fucking dudley yeah man mm-hmm. yeah man <laughs> you see yep. you see jonathan though the the thing is is that he was Dudley in another f- film franchise. He wasn't Dudley in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think you knew. I know, uh, but can you think of anything else to call him other than Dudley? No, what is he? He's like Merrick or something. I think is yeah. his name in this. Uh, yeah, um, Merrick. Yeah. No, but that was that was really weird too because I saw him and I was like, God, I recognize this person. I cannot figure out who this is, and then I look it up and saw it was Dudley. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there you go. Yep. Okay. Okay. One other one other thing I want to say that I liked uh, is the consequences of the betrayal. I really liked the way that scene was handled at the end. Uh, the I, this is another one of those character family kind of moments where they have so much history together that they know there has to be a consequence, and they have to agree on what that is, and you can feel like the hundred year sentence, you know, kind of thing in their conversation. And they also have that nice aside about, you know, Niall saying, Hey, let's just forgive him and let him back in. And it's like, you know, like, ah, oh, kids, you know, like mm-hmm. there's this, this kind of, Oh, so they do it at like over like Sam Adams at a Chili's. Yeah, exactly. They don't, yeah. they don't really like, 
they don't sit down and have like a council or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, did they're you just, want you, you want to like an evil layer or a hero's layer where yeah, they have man. a round table? They're and... talking <laughs> like they're getting served by waitresses, blue moons, yeah. with oranges and shit I like that. Great. And you're like, hey, hang on one second, we're deciding the next hundred years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I would been, I would think like a better worse fate. Couldn't they like been like, okay, we're gonna chop your head off thirty times? <laughs> 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 yeah exactly with a butter knife right. <laughs> yeah okay um so that's that's uh that's that'll do it for this many pod um obviously aaron is wrong and the other three people are right it, i think you guys i think you guys sense that during the uh during the many pod we don't, yes, i don't yeah. have to, i don't have to say that but i just yeah. figured I'd he was it out. he was right about 20 minutes of the movie yeah i mean that was, that was 20 <laughs> yeah, minutes true, man yeah. they were true, quality yeah very true but um anyway uh what did you guys think of the old guard go to cinema sins uh no it's go to sincast presented by cinema sins on facebook uh go to uh cinema sins twitter music video sins twitter we're on discord hey if you want to get on discord uh, you can go to our Reddit page on the right side. There's a link there you can click on, or you can go to the Facebook page and uh, private message me, and I'll give you a link there. Where can everybody find you, fine fellows? Uh, Aaron and I do a podcast every week with Danae Hughes called Behind the Sins, and you can you know you can find both of us on Twitter. Just we're we're on there doing our thing. Mm, yeah, you can find mm. me on Twitter at Aaron Dicer. I'll also throw a plug for Sift Pop in there, S-I-F-T-P-O-P. It's a weekly pop culture podcast where uh, last week we had a guest on and the three of us all liked The Old Guard. So if you want to listen to, you know, a couple other people who enjoyed it, uh, you can mm-hmm. check that out. There. All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for uh, this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson, Barrett Share, Jonathan Watkins, and Aaron Dicer. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.